0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. There has been a lot of talk this week about Spruce Grove,
1: Stony Plain, MLA. Uh, Cyril Turton's uh, private member's bill that could see speeds raised on some Alberta two lane highways from 110. To 120, We've heard from the MLA, we've heard from safety experts, and today we're going to start the show with someone else who is approaching the proposal from a u- unique and tragic perspective. Toby Boulet is the father of Logan Boulet. Logan died in the Humboldt-Broncos bus crash along with 15 others almost three years ago. You'll remember, of course, that Logan had made the decision to become an organ donor in the months prior. And when he passed six people from across Canada 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 received Logan's uh, organs and after the crash and after hearing this story nearly 150,000 Canadian Canadians registered to be organ donors they call it uh, the Logan effect. Uh, Mr. Boulay joins us this afternoon thanks for uh, taking the time Toby.
0: Thanks Jalen I've got lots of time to talk about lots of things but I appreciate you letting me come on your show today.
1: Yeah, well, well, yeah, you know what, and, and thank you for, for reaching out yesterday, because you did reach out, and you said, Jay, you know what, you had the MLA on earlier this week, and we've talked to the safety experts, but I have a perspective on this as well. And, of course, you're approaching it from a couple of different angles, and I want to get to those both. But let's start with the safety factor, Mr. Boulet. Your thoughts, first off, when, when you heard about this proposal. My first
0: thoughts for that, well, number one, I think the highway speeds numbered are just fine. I like 110, and I've got my share of speed and tickets, trust me. So I'm not <laughs> coming here as a holier than thou. I just got a photo radar the other day, and I paid that bill, and you just got to keep going forward and learn. So I, I understand that, but I don't understand why we'd be wanting to increase. Speed limits on four lane highways outside of the major centers. To me, that just struck me as odd. And I just kind of let that sit in my stomach for a while. And then I listened to your show and I got upset. And I listened to Mark Connolly's show on CBC and I got more upset. So I wrote both of you guys. And so here we are today
1: so here we are today so uh, yeah. why so what was it that that made you upset what was it that you heard that was that was really making you you know burn under the collar a little bit
0: I guess the number one issue is that increased speed kills that's the number one and number two is that you asked mr. turton a, a clear question about his research and he didn't answer your question mark Conley asked him a clear question and he evaded that answer too so I, I question the fact that what is your research? Is it coffee conversation talk? I don't think it is. I hope it's not that. So I did some research and I contacted some professors at universities that sent me some excellent research information that I've poured through the last 24 hours. And the other one is that, and I know this, I know, and, I, and I, I recognize 100% that my son Logan was killed in Saskatchewan. I get that. Anybody who thinks that's not the case, that I'm yelling about Saskatchewan, they're wrong. My issue is that it's not being on the four-lane highway. It's the, hi- it's the roads intersecting with those four-lane highways mm-hmm. and distracted drivers. You can be going 120, and I drive lots from Lefford out to Medesat or to Tabor on the four-lane highway, and I can be going 120, it's supposed to be 110, and I'm cruising along, and I see a vehicle approaching on the on the side road coming up to, to an intersection, that they have a stop sign, and I slow down. And I slow down because I don't know what they're going to do they're coming too fast are they paying attention do they see me I, I see them do they see me so what's forgotten in this whole thing from what I can see and what I've read is that we're forgetting about the person entering the road if you increase the speed limit by 10 by 10 kilometers an hour then you've increased the awareness time that the person has to break and all those things come into play that's not part of this conversation I'm not talking about a beautiful sunny day Toby Boulay driving to Tabor to visit some friends that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the side road approach, coming in from the other direction, and those things. Those things, I read I read it, and it's not there. I guess the thing that really irritated me is at the very end of the conversation, Mr. Turton said, hey, what do you like on your road trips? And you asked, which is fine. And he goes, I like beef turkey. But you know what, jo- John? Since Logan passed, and I know this is a fact, from families across Alberta that have lost children. I taught school for 30 years, and I know families that have lost children. And they can't go into the grocery store and buy their favorite things again. They can't walk down the aisle. They can't wa- watch this movie. They can't go on sunny road trips and buy their favorite road food because that was their child's favorite road food. So when he said that, I got upset. And to get upset then, you know, I have a voice. And to not use my voice right now would be an absolute travesty for those people that don't have a voice that are suffering from that comment.
1: So, Mr. Boulay, you know, uh, I know Shea Ganim, uh he's been filling in from 9 to noon uh, this week, and he had uh, Don Volklander, the Director of Injury Prevention Centre at the University of Alberta, on to talk about the safety side of this, and, and he said, you know, if 120 is not combined with enforcement, it is going to lead to more collisions. That's what he said, and, and, and a lot of my listeners have saying, you know what, if we're going to go to 120, then we have to have some serious enforcement, and and we've looked in and you know I've I, I I've read uh, reports and I've seen what happened out in in BC when they went to 120 on on uh, some stretches out there. I'll be honest with you, when you brought up the fact of you know those side roads, those range roads coming up to uh, the big double divided highways. That didn't that did not cross my mind in this conversation, and you know the more I think about it, I, I think about the challenge of trying to get onto the highway when you know the traffic is going at 120 or 130 now let's be real it it already is for instance between calgary and edmonton that can be a real challenge though and that can be a a real danger and if everyone is doing it now is doing 120 that could pose some some real issues so i get what you're saying on that now i i hadn't thought about that before
0: the other side of that and i appreciate that is that if you look at older drivers, I don't want to go in i I'm 57, so I guess I would be yeah. maybe older driver. <laughs> and if I, and since the crash, I my mom lives in Olds, Alberta with my brother Twain, and I drive from Lefters to Olds as a three-hour driver. If I go in the four lane to Fort McLeod, north around Calgary on the Ring Road, and go to Olds, it takes me two hours and 45 minutes. If I drive the other way, go up through Balkan, take the back roads, nice highways that they are, it takes me three hours, 15 minutes. So really, what difference does it make? I'm driving. Yeah. In the lo-
1: yeah. yeah. In the long run, another another 10 kilometers an hour, I think, uh, from Calgary to Edmonton, I think I saw the numbers, only it's like 10 minutes faster, or something like that. You know, um, you have said this is just going to allow people to go faster, and, you know, unfortunately, it could lead to more accidents, and that's what your research is, is showing you as well. I mean, what are, what are you hoping, um, by, by using your voice and speaking out, what are you, what are you hoping um, will happen here?
0: Well, what I I really want to have happen is that the senior members of the Alberta government in the next round when they go to the committee say, yeah, we should take this bill off the table. Because one, it goes against our priorities in Alberta of keeping Albertans safe. It goes against that. The research is overwhelming. So the bill should be put aside. "Let's, Let's do a study first. Let's study and then bring the bill. You know what? If I put lots of chocolate chip cookies out, and then I decide in two months, no more talk chip cookies. Well, I'm going I'm to be mad. Someone's going to be mad in my house. I should sit about My wife does that, not me. I'm going to be mad. So if I raise the speed limit and then I say in two years, mm, gee, sorry, we're wrong. Or, yeah, we're going to do this, uh, change our mind. People get upset. Isn't it better to study it? In Ontario right now, in their 400 series rows, those ones in Ontario, of course, they're doing a pilot project and they're actually studying it before it goes forward. And they've got their numbers, they're, they're talking 21% more fatalities. And it's not just crashes, it's fatalities. And I'm just going to read something to you, if I just have a second here, from this report. It just talks about uh, the momentum is proportional to speed. And everybody knows that once you, fast you go, you hit something, kinetics, physics, it destroys it faster. And kinetic energy is square. Both are nullified in a collision when the brain crushes against the skull, the skull against the windshield, the heart and lungs against the rib cage, and the body against the seatbelt, airbag or steering wheel. The reality is just, just the reality of physics and properties of materials. And I'm going to read to you now Logan's coroner report from the Saskatchewan coroner's office. And just what I just told you, and this is Logan. And the bus was going 100 kilometres an hour, and they were T-boned by... A truck, as everyone knows, that was going at 80 kilometers an hour. Everybody's going the speed limit to just distract driving. Medical records showed a traumatic brain injury, which consisted of a displaced left frontal bone, calvarial fracture, an interventricular heart hemorrhage, extensive bilateral subparanoid hemorrhage, and diffused cerebral endemma. There was a left scapular fracture, left rib fractures, with a pulmonary contusion to the lower right lung. As well as unstable L2 spine fracture, also identified on medical imaging, Logan was giving a poor diagn- prognosis for recovery, and brain death was announced on April 7th. Logan became an organ donor. So I guess people that are saying, "Yeah, increase the speed limit," are have they had have they lost a child or a loved one to a tragic car fatality? Probably not. They're just saying, "Let's go fast," and that's the way I was. Four years ago, I got to get the oldest to visit my mom, so I'm going to drive 125. Now I drive 105. So
1: th- Toby Boulet so joining me this afternoon.
0: Right. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I just, sorry, that's, that, that's, that's yeah. right. I just want to reinforce yeah. that it's, hit, it's, there's different points of view. And I don't think Mr. Curtin has looked at, I even thought about the point of view of the people that have suffered tragedy. Not just my tragedy, thousands of Albertans are out there that have suffered tragedy. So I'm not speaking just for me.
1: Toby, I want to I want to thank you for um, you know for bringing your perspective to this conversation because I think it's important to hear all of the perspectives and hear all of the views coming in and the thoughts there the thoughts coming in and uh, I was surprised actually when I when we first started talking about this on on Monday I thought it would be more overwhelming yes 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 let's do this from what I can tell from from our listeners it's it's about you know you know sixty forty against it maybe you know fifty fifty but you know it's not just a it's just not a sure thing that people are like yeah you know this this is a good idea and for a number of reasons for safety issues for um, you know safety issues caused by by you know dri- driver ability by vehicle uh safety by the safety or the, the condition of the roads as well there's a lot to think about i do think that there needs to be more time to to study this i know in bc before they 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 changed it on on some of the highways there to 120 i think it took like a couple of decades it was like a 20 year process to get to that now i know that you know it doesn't appear that the province wants to take that long but i do agree that there needs to be more study and i don't think it's something that we should rush into um before before we uh before i let you go though i wanted to ask you about this because i know that you've been a big supporter as well and uh, you had high hopes for a organ donation bill i think it was a private member's bill on that front as well what is happening with that
0: that's quite complicated and what it is is the Northern Alberta Kidney Association has developed a program, a website called MoreTransplants.ca. Simple as that, okay? And so they looked, they went out, and they got people, to, advocates to be involved. They contacted the Boulay's, where the Boulay's are all in. We basically don't say no to anybody, okay? We're all in. And so what it is is that we're trying to create the opportunity for more transplants in Alberta. And the pro- and the issue is that, okay, we're just talking about highway fatalities, so yeah, is that where people die and are able to have a transplant aren't always in Edmonton or Calgary. Okay, so uh-huh. there are trans- there So what's the problem? So the issue is that in this bill is that there are there are usable organs that are not being utilized because they're not in an area that could be delivered quickly or timely to Edmonton or Calgary, or there isn't support in that hospital structure that, that where that wherever that closest hospital is that the, the person is taken to, that one has the ventilator or two has the social work or the emergency room doctors or nurses have the training to counsel a family to make a decision that, yes, I will allow my loved one to be an organ donor. Okay, so that's where we're at. Um, R.J. Sigerson, who's a UCP MLA who's a great guy, by the way, and it doesn't mean that we agree in all our politics, but he's a great guy, and I appreciate his... When I ask him an email, he comes right back. So RJ, his father had kidney disease, so he's he's dialed in. He's all in. We, he's writing, taking this scientific information and writing up a bill to go in. Now, bills are put in by lottery, and this is... I didn't know that at the beginning. I learned the hard way. And they literally draw draw lottery. And, and the reason for that is that that ensures that the opposition has an equal chance as a governing party. Body. It doesn't matter who's in power. I don't really care right now. It's just the way things go. And so if that's the case, but what happens is that in this case, my question is, why wasn't this bill, if it's a bipartisan bill, sorry, a nonpartisan bill, why is it, if it's important to all Albertans, why is it placed before something like this bill? So this, so the, the bill that Mr. Sigerson has been working on has now been displaced, put aside, maybe in September's fall readings, but for sure next January, it'll, it'll be on the, on the books. It'll have his okay. turn. So we've lost so it's a year of old, 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 saving lives is basically what it is. And that distresses me. And anybody who's on dialysis particularly, it distresses them a lot.
1: Toby Boulay, I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate your your perspective and uh, the fact that you added your voice to this conversation because I think it uh, is important that it was heard uh, as well. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Um, one more question before I go. I know the, the anniversary, the third-year anniversary is is coming up, and we, we you, you've been talking, you say, you know, the Boulays say yes, and, you know, you're involved with so so much. Is that a part of, of your healing journey? Where are you three, three years out from? from from the crash. Well,
0: we, we we grieve like any other family does. We some of the I'll just talk of the 29 families, the 16 to 16 angel families I guess. We're all in different spots. Our family, my wife and I aren't in the same spot and our daughter Mariko is in a different spot as well. And it's I'm probably the most advanced down the path of grieving that I'm not at any but they acceptance, but we go out and we do our thing and we support and Knowing that Logan chose to be an organ donor and knowing that he told people and told me and knowing that my wife offered before they asked us is a sense of healing. And at the very beginning, and I've said this many times, and, you know, we wanted Logan back. But that was not going to happen. So now we're at that part. So acceptance is there. And so how can we help other people? We do anything, anything. We, anybody asks us to go speak, we've gone except for once. We said we had to say no because there's a uh, conflict in the schedule. We don't ask for any money. We just go. So today, for example, I was doing a plasma donation and a bunch of girls from the university rugby team were there in their green shirt day shirts as well. And so on this, Logan passed on April 7th. So we're doing, we do a plasma donation. It used to be blood, now it's plasma. and So we go as a family, we'll do a plasma donation at the at the plasma center. And on April 6th, the anniversary of the crash, there's a service in Humboldt, that we can watch it virtually. It's just, yeah, it's it's there. It's not going to go anywhere. I guess, Jaylen, and, and you know this, but I'm just going to say this, is that if Logan had... If Logan had died... In a car accident. Sorry, an hour from Leverage, there would have been four hundred people at his funeral, and we would have shut the door. But our door is open right now; and it's always open. And there's two and a half thousand people came to Logan's funeral, and it's a national tragedy. So you can't escape it. So you might as well work with it and do what you can to help anybody that asks. And that's what we chose like to do.
1: Toby Boulé, thank you uh, for this. Thank you for the conversation and, um, you know, um, your entire family and uh, the entire organization is on our mind as we approach this anniversary. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us this afternoon.
0: Thank you very much, and I appreciate all the opportunities, and I thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. It's sunny in
1: leopards too, by the way. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Toby Boulé, joining me this afternoon.